0: and welcome to yet another episode of Standard Sports Talk, the only Hill Country sports podcast hosted by the Fredericksburg Standard Radio Post. I'm Reed Graff, and what is becoming a weekly thing, I am joined by Fredericksburg Athletic Director and Head Football Coach Lance Moffat. Coach, how are you?
1: Great to be here, thanks. It's, I'm doing well. It's game well. week. It's game week. Yeah, no, I, I couldn't be doing better than that, That it's game week, so it's exciting to get through the training camp portion of practice and, and start playing games and the yeah. scrimmages, so... Ready to go this week.
0: I just got done uh, this morning. I was writing a column. And uh, I wanted to write it about football and how, how special Friday night football is. And, of course, you guys are playing on Thursday this week. But because, right. you know, as someone who played that, I wanted to write about it. And so I flipped my my, my, my Apple, my iPhone, to uh, Boys of Fall by Kenny Chesney. Oh, yeah. and I was oh, yeah. like, I got to get in the mood. You know, oh, I, yeah. we still have a couple of days till game day. But oh, yeah. and uh, it's just exciting time all around the state. Yeah, I
1: know it is. It's a you know, it's a rite of passage in Texas. Um, you know, it, it's kind of. One of the things that defines our state from other states is, you know, what an emphasis we put on it, the fact that we have professional coaches. You know, we, we have paid coaches that, you know, are professional educators that coach kids. Um, not a lot of states do that anymore. And so that's that's part of it. And then just the tradition and the history and, and everything that goes along with it. I mean, I you mentioned, you know, you played and I played. And, and most of us became coaches because of our love of it. And uh, how much we love the game and we love the atmosphere. And, and there's nothing, you know, there's nothing short of maybe getting married and having a child that, um, you know, can give you that same that same sense, you know, on a Friday night, that same sense of accomplishment, that same sense of excitement, that same sense of anticipation, anxiety, all the things that just make it what it is, you know. And, I, you know, I've been doing it 29 years and, and there's nothing better. Uh, then, then, walking out, I, I look so forward to walking out of that locker room, you know, Thursday night and and getting ready to kick it off and, and yeah. here we go. <laughs> you know, so well, in my column, exciting.
0: I wrote about how growing up because I'm from Hondo, so and I grew I grew up and and it was always the big thing to have the they would run out on the field Friday night uh, on Barry, Barry Field and oh, yeah. um, growing up that was always oh I can't wait to run out and I used to practice in the front yard running out on the Barry Field. That's awesome. So by the yeah. time I was a senior and I finally got to do it, I just uh, it's just a special thing and like it, it's one of those things that if you haven't done it yourself you yeah. can't you can't you can't describe it and that's what makes it so special. But
1: you, you know, that's why I compare it to marriage and, and parenting um is that you can't really explain to people what being married's like and what having children is like until they go through it. It's just one of those life experiences and, and I think I think high school football is one of those things too and if you didn't do it um you're missing out and if you if you hadn't done it before and you don't understand, you know, it always disheartens me You know, sometimes we have seniors that decide not to play because maybe they know they're not going to play very much or whatever. And it always disheartens me because your senior year, it's all about you, right? And certainly it's not about one individual ever, but it's about seniors. and, Mm -hmm. And that's the thing is that that's the rite of passage is that you have become a senior. You have put in your dues. You've done your time. You've earned the right to be a senior and to lead the team and to get to be part of all that and to get to carry the flag when you run through the tunnel or get to be the guys that, you know, do the prayer at team dinner or whatever. Yeah. Whatever the tradition is in your town or your your program, as seniors you're the ones that get to do that. And, and so goes your seniors, so goes your season. So that that's just kind of the way it works. Yeah, and before we dive
0: into, yeah. of course, this week you guys are going to be at Sam Houston Alamo Stadium in San Antonio yeah, yeah, yeah. Thursday night at 7 p.m. But before we dive into that, I noticed on Twitter this morning, uh, y'all did this last night. Y'all put the decals on the helmets, and <laughs> we did. Uh, and, and, and yesterday at the Rotor- rotary meeting, which I was lucky enough to be there and heard you, you, heard you talk about it, y'all talked. You talked about the decals and what yeah. makes this year special. Can you talk about that a little bit?
1: Yeah, you bet. Um, so decals with dad is what we call that. Um, we invite the dads of all the kids. Um, and in some cases, um, the moms or the opas or the omas or the, whoever their fatherly figure is their role model, you know, with, with changing society and the way things have changed. And even going back to me, I mean, um, we do it cause it's important to me. My parents were divorced and, and my dad really wasn't part of my high school football experience. And, and it's something that, you know, probably he regretted and probably I regret a little bit was that he wasn't part of my life at that time. And, uh, or at least on a regular basis and uh and so you know it's important to me to to show those kids that you know they're their family matters, and 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 their families are part of this deal. Um, we I have a hashtag on Twitter is Billy Family. You're gonna see that a lot, um, and and that's that's what it's about is, is bringing them together, making sure they understand. And it's fun. I mean, we and, and the thing I'm most proud of with this team, every kid was there last night to do it, and every kid had someone with them. And uh, and like I said, it's called decals with dad, but it could be mom, it could be uncle, it could be cousin, it could be whoever. Some of them have asked their coaches to do it with them, and it's just uh, one of those other right. Ride- of passage traditions where um, the week of the first game it's kind of you know especially the kids who were on the JV last year they finally get to wear that helmet that has the stickers on it and that's really what distinguishes them from the rest of the program they get the stickers on their helmet and and this year in particular it's it's a little more important because we're going to the third year of celebrating the 175th anniversary of the settling of Fredericksburg and so our helmet decals have all been done with that in mind in some form or fashion, whether it be the Texas flag that's in the color of the German flag that says 175 or whether it be the 175 logo that the, the group that's celebrating that put out the chamber and the city and all that. So, so, you know, it's been a three year culmination of celebrating that, you know, we'll probably, change the logos next year. You know, we'll probably go to something different as our logos, but uh, we'll let the team decide that. But it's a really great thing. And and we also – something else we do is uh, we ask the dads to – the dads or the moms, whoever comes, to uh, write their son – Uh, an encouraging note each week and they put them on my door in an envelope and then I put them out on Thursday night Uh, and so when they come in on Friday they have a note from their dad wishing them luck or you know some sort of encouragement or some sort of something to just you know tell them good luck or hey go get them or or do whatever and so you know that that's special you know and for me that's where it, it 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 touches my heart because you know like I said my dad wasn't around when I when I played and Probably that's the reason I became a coach because my coaches were, were my dad for me. Um, certainly I'm blessed to have a great stepdad and all that. But but that's where it has meaning is when they write those notes to them. And, and, and we've, we've chronicled either Pastor Clint on his videos or, or me on Twitter or whatever, our kids reading those notes. And they, they read those notes either on the bus or when we get to the location or when they're in the locker room during quiet time or whatever. And so those notes have significance and meaning to them. And so it's just another way for us to, you know, make it important to them and make them feel good about who they are so they can go out there and play hard. Yeah, and so. they're
0: going to need to play hard this week. You, <laughs> no question.
1: You, you got a tough team, at least. I mean, a team that maybe yeah. hasn't had
0: a great success the past few years, but they definitely have talent. They've got a talented quarterback. You know, when yeah. you're heading in to, to play the yeah. Hurricanes, yeah. just give us your overlook. What are y'all seeing from them? Let's start offense. What are they going to do to y'all in offense?
1: Yeah, so so formationally and from a perspective of scheme, um, they're going to line up in a shotgun spread situation most of the time i would say 95 percent of what we saw um is one back shotgun either doubles or trips which is two receivers on both sides or three receivers on one and one on the other Um, they're always going to have five linemen in there so so they'll be pretty traditional in regard to that they don't do a lot of tackle over and stuff like that sometimes they'll bring one of the wide receivers into the backfield to give you a two-back look um but um you know, it's hard to tell what they're going to do this year because they haven't scrimmaged anyone. So we. And they only played five games last they year. They only so. played five games last year under Coach Stewart. Coach Stewart, Quincy Stewart's first year head coach, coming into COVID, right? He mm-hmm. got the job right about the time COVID happened. Um, And so he really didn't get to implement his program like he wanted to last year. You know, they didn't even start football until after Labor Day last year. And because of COVID they had a bunch of games canceled and they ended up only having five games at the end of the season. I think their last game was in December um, last year. And so we agreed to trade um, from last year. We traded a couple of our games for a couple of their games. Um, We actually gave them our scrimmage. Um, And so we got, couple of their games and, and and they got one of our games in a scrimmage so so that's kind of the equal trade that we did but everything we saw was from last year so whatever seniors he had you know they're gone um notice on the roster that they've got quite a few sophomores and a couple yeah, of freshmen young. on the roster so you know but the roster doesn't really tell us what position they play mm-hmm. and so other than reading texas football and knowing who's supposed to be coming back and who the quarterback is and who the running back's going to be and all that from the prognostication, you know, we don't really know from a from a real standpoint right. on film. So, so we have to prepare uh, based on what they did last year. Um, I don't think Coach is going to change. I asked him straight up. I said, look, are y'all changing anything on defense? Mm-hmm. Are you changing anything on offense? You know, please tell me. If you change defensive coordinators, he well say, "Well, coach, we changed defensive coordinators, but I'm the defensive coordinator, so we're still running the same defense." So, so from an offensive perspective, you know that's what we're going to see. Um, and 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 the thing about playing Sam Houston, every time you play them, you know they have Division One talent. At various positions, and when you have Division One talent, um, you know they can get behind you in a hurry. Um, It's real similar to playing LBJ. It's one of the reasons we play Sam Houston is because we want to see someone who's going to be like LBJ, Mm -hmm. and so we want to see a team that's going to remind us of that. And they do a lot of the same stuff LBJ does. They they throw it out on the perimeter to the wide receivers, and they want to let that guy beat you. They want to force you to make a tackle. So it's almost like a running play. They snap the ball, the quarterback, they turn and they throw it out there. Really fast, and so it's kind of like running sweep, except you're just throwing it out there. And so now you got to go out there and make a tackle, and you got to leverage right, and you got to make sure you got somebody outside and you got somebody inside, and and to be able to make a tackle. And and referring back to LBJ, I mean we 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 gave up a a touchdown last year against LBJ because we missed a tackle on the perimeter. So so certainly. That's going to help us. And then they run a lot of stuff inside zone where they'll um, hand it off and run the inside zone. Um, And and then the big threat that they didn't do a lot of last year that we saw on film that we think they're going to do this year is the quarterback's going to pull it and he's going to run out the back door. So um, they hadn't shown us do that a lot to do that a lot, but, we've got to be ready for that because we feel like that's what we would do if right. we had that kid playing quarterback you yeah know? and, and, and from, I was going to kind of piggyback <laughs> yeah, on that because yeah. from what I've
0: seen I've, I mean I'm no coach so I don't watch the film you guys sure, do sure, sure. but from what I've seen uh Dante Brooks their quarterback he's a yeah. very athletic guy yeah. no question a- and and they love to throw the ball downfield to Simmons the wide receiver on the outside no to one of their other seniors and no they like question. they like so the, what like you said they'll dump it off but then they'll also try to beat you over the top no question. what do you got what are your safeties and cornerbacks gonna have to do to keep that from happening
1: yeah they just have to read their keys I'm I mean, you know, they've been taught their keys to, to figure out whether it's run or pass, number one, and then whether, you know, based on the route, whether it's going to be a deep pass or a short pass, you know, and, and typically they just got to read their keys and, and trust us. You know, we mentioned that a couple weeks ago against Navarro. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing that we felt like we learned on defense was that we got to trust our coaches, and we got to trust that our coaches know the reads better than we do, and, and the reason that people like Navarro and people like Sam Houston do – the things differently is because typically human nature is to not trust your read and you trust what you see rather than what you've been taught to see and so you trust what you see which tells you to go to the left but really what you saw is a fit here and you should go to the right and so that's that's what it's going to come down to they're just going to, have to trust their fits and trust their reads and 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 just play I mean just just go out and play and and you know I say this a lot. I think I said it yesterday at Rotary. Um, we talk about Navy SEALs a lot. And the Navy SEALs say, you know, you they don't say – they say that you don't rise to the occasion of the game. You sink to your training, right? Yeah. And that's what it's going to boil down to every single week is, have we trained them well enough in practice to know what they're going to do when they do it, and are they going to trust it enough to – do what they've been doing all week, you know. And so that's what it's going to come down to in terms of our safeties and our secondary and our, our corners is just trusting their reads and reacting in a proper manner to their yeah. reads. So. And then offensively, yeah. you, know, you, you, yeah. you you
0: said you all know what they're going to run on the defensive side, but yeah, I feel like a lot of what you're going to try and do on offense is going to be based more on what you all did against Lago Vista because – Because y'all did pretty well offensively against Lago Vista. So I'd assume the goal is just going to be to build on that.
1: Yeah, no, I think that's going to be our goal every week. Um, Certainly some teams will give you different opportunities to do different things. But I think um, our plan, Coach Huff, Coach Gibbs, myself, our plan for offensively is going to be to build every week on what we do. Um, We're not going to, you know, throw the baby out with the bathwater, right? We're not going to change our offense by any stretch of the imagination just because of what they do or just because of what they have playing one position or the other. Um, We have to progress with the offense the implementation of the offense so that we're ready for district. When we get to district, we want to be ready to run our whole playbook. I think last week I talked about opening your playbook. And so each week you want to be able to open your playbook enough that you can do whatever it is you need to win the game, right? And so, so yeah, I mean, I think um, offensively we're going to try to continue to do what we've been doing. We're going to try to establish a downhill power running game, which I think we've done a pretty good job of in, in both scrimmages. Yeah. I think uh, against Navarro we ran the ball really well. Well, um, I don't remember us against Navarro having any negative running plays, um, and and there were only a few against against Lago Vista. So so downhill running game means we're running the ball and we're getting three to four yards on every play yeah. or more, and so that's what you want to get, and then that gives you an opportunity to revert to the passing game when they load the box to take away that running game, mm-hmm. um, whether it be through play action, whether it be through the RPOs, whether it be through the quick game. Um, you know, we just have to be balanced. We we Jeff. And, and Dusty always talk about balance on offense. And, and most people – I have to explain this every year. Most people think that balance means that that means you run 50% of the time and you throw 50% of the time. And that might look like what balance is. Yeah. But for us, what balance is is when they think we're going to run, we're probably going to throw. And when they think we're going to throw, we're probably going to run. Yeah. Um, that's what balance is for us. And and it's, it's not so much that we're equal – it, by the end of the year, Jeff, Jeff mentioned this the other day at our, at our punt, pass, and sip, which we talked about last week. He told our moms that at the end of the year, when we look at our stats, we're almost balanced. Mm-hmm. But when we go in an individual game – We're not going in trying to be balanced. We're going in trying to do whatever it takes to win. Yeah. And if it means we got to run the ball 75% of the time to win the game because they're trying to stop the pass, then that's what we're going to do. Yeah. we got to be able to react to what it is they're trying to take away. And that takes a a, a good teamwork uh, effort by the coaches on offense. Um, The first couple of series are really important to figure out what they're trying to take away, Mm -hmm. to figure out if they're just going to line up in base defense and – play vanilla defense and let us just do what it is we do and then just try to stop us because they're more athletic than us? Or are they trying to take something away? Are they trying to take away, you know, John Fritch? Are they trying to take away Jesse Lehar? Are they trying to take away Cole Emel? Are they trying to take away Kate Yinsky? Um, what's really cool is what I just said. I just mentioned a whole bunch of weapons. <laughs> and so what happens – And on, I can think of two or three more you didn't mention. <laughs> right, right. And, and so what happens on offense is if you have those amount of weapons – then you have a chance to be pretty good because based on the balance, if they take away Cade, then that means Cole is able to run. Or if they take away Cole in the run, that means we're handing it off to Jesse and John or or one of the Wade brothers or whatever. Um, And so that's what we're trying to accomplish. Um, They are, you know, uh, based on the film we saw – you know, they again, they only played five games. It was a new coach, so it's hard to tell what they're going to do. Um, they're a 4-3 defense. Um, coach Quincy Stewart came from Duncanville, I believe. I believe he was a defense coordinator in Duncanville in 2018 when they played in the state finals. I believe that's a, an accurate statement. Mm-hmm. Um, I could be wrong, but I think that's right. Well, just being um, involved with that program. Yeah, no, and so he knows how to run a, a good program. And so, you know, they run a 4-3 defense. They're going to look like cover two but play cover four. Um, and, and you know, they've got athletes to play that. If they if they can line up and play man coverage on our receivers uh, and, and play a cover two look and have, you know, seven guys in the box – it's going to be tough on us. You know, we're going to have to force them out of that. So, so we're going to have to take advantage of some of the things we do and, and be able to establish the run with a seven-man box. And um, the thing about, you know, I know coaching at Stony Point, before I came here, we had athletes similar to what they have at Sam Houston. And, and we could we could have a linebacker play outside of the box, which would tell the offense to run the ball – but he was good enough to cover that receiver and get back in the box yeah. and make a play. So, so that's something that you know I think we're going to see you know from from Sam on Friday night. I mean on Thursday night is is them trying to cover our receivers or at least look like they're covering our receivers, but then cheat back to the box and and play the run as well. So, um, if they're able to do that, you know we're gonna we're gonna have fits. But uh, we, you know, they line up in a pretty traditional four three look. And like I said, I think the first two series on offense are going to be critical for us to figure out okay, they are doing what we saw on film Yeah. just to confirm that they're still doing that. And then we're going to have to size up their personnel, I mean, to be honest. Like because, on the fly. Well, yeah, because the only thing we know about their personnel is on this roster that I'm holding right here or out of that magazine. Yeah. Like, I don't know. And, and this roster doesn't tell me what position they play. <laughs> like, well, in the magazine you know, as play? well
0: because even with, just example, looking at y'all with the Billies, there's yeah. two or three players listed in that magazine that are no longer, you know, Right, no longer so, on our team. Right. So no, you're just, right. you just don't know.
1: No, so you don't know. So you just have to be able to size it up and figure out what's happening. Um, and, and, you know, and it's the same way with special teams too. You know, we hadn't talked about that. You Maybe you were going to ask me that next. But um, we, we've seen what they've done on special teams those last – couple of games they played last year um and so we've got an idea we've got a vanilla game plan on special teams this is how we think they're going to line up but in the one game they lined up like this and they lined up like that so we got to look at those looks um and we've got to be able to put in the things you need on special teams you know you've got to be able to Put in a fake punt and put in an onside kick in case you have to do it, mm-hmm. um, and just be prepared to do those things. So I think the the first quarter, first couple of series are going to be critical for us. Um, you know, it's going to be critical for me to to get our minds right for the players to make sure that they they they're they're grounded and they're going to control the controllables and 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 sink to the level of their preparation rather than get all hyped up about a game. That's the other thing about Friday night lights that, you know, if you make it about the Friday night lights more than your preparation. Then you get outside your mind, yeah. on especially in the first game. You know, you you because I mean the lights are on and the band's playing and the drill teams there and the cheerleaders are there and all your fans are there and everybody and and you get all caught up in the hype rather than the compartmentalization of that. 25 second play clock you yeah. know we've got 25 seconds to run a clock or 40 seconds to run a play and we got to be good during that 40 seconds and then that one's over and we got to forget about that one and do the we next one the next and that's point. that's what really has to happen if we can do that figure out what they're doing early then i like our chances um you know if we don't and we make some mistakes and we let them get behind us and whatever then it, and you know it's gonna be a it's gonna be a fight it'll <laughs> be sure. a problem for sure and that's uh, honestly what i'm it's funny because
0: y'all and harper are dealing with the same thing we're Y'all are playing on a Thursday night. Harper's having to play on a Saturday night. And both of y'all are having to adjust to not playing where you typically play on a Friday night. For you guys, it works out a little bit. Because last week y'all just scrimmaged on a right. Thursday, right. do you think that's gonna? How, you know, how how do you adjust for that? I know that for Harper, I've talked to Zenner, they're yeah. just pushing things back a week. You, your guys are losing a day, so how are y'all yeah. adjusting
1: to that? Well, I, I think, and certainly I'm gonna speak for Chad, but I, I would prefer Thursday over Saturday for sure. Um, you know, because they're gonna lose a day next week, mm-hmm. right? Absolutely. And that's that's what really sucks for them is that they'll lose a day next week. But um, but for us. I, you know, I, I, I coached for so long in the suburbs. Um, when I was at Caney Creek High School from from 1996 to 2005 or whatever, um, we played on every Thursday we could uh, because uh, it gave us an opportunity to go scout our next opponent um, as coaches. It gave us a chance to not make our kids come in on Saturday because they could come in on Friday and do Saturday on Friday. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so I, I like playing on Thursday. Um and so if we can play the first game on a Thursday, I'm going to try to do that every time. That's why I like playing some of these ISD teams, some of these big, you know, like SAISD or yeah. Austin ISD or because they have a few stadiums and, and multiple them. teams. Yeah. And so typically – unfortunately this is the way they do it typically they make the teams that travel the furthest the furthest away teams the more rural teams or the more lower classification teams they make them play on thursday because they want the marquee teams playing on friday night you know they want the big six a's they want austin Bowie to play you know westlake on friday night or they want you know uh, whoever they want you know, whatever, whoever SAISD's got playing a big 5A on Friday night or a big 6A. Yeah. So so that that's typically what happens. But for us, I think the biggest thing for us, um, and I don't think it's going to be a factor, but we'll see, um, is, is when we play on Thursday, we combine our Thursday practice and our Wednesday practice, and we do them both on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. So it gives us less recovery time. Uh, that's one of the reasons we practice in the morning. So we practice in the morning, then we have all day Wednesday to recover. This particular week we're going to watch film after school on Wednesday, and we're going to take an ice bath. And the ice bath, we do that every week to shock our legs, um, to break up lactic acid, um, which is what causes soreness in our legs. And and for me, um, it's all about having fresh legs, on game night. And so I think that's probably the biggest thing that I'm concerned about is us making sure we have fresh legs because we've been grinding. Um, we've been working really hard. We've been in the weight room a bunch. We've had long practices. we, you know, Our kids certainly have worked hard. Um, after today's practice, we have one more practice today, which will be special teams after school everything else is going to be polished. And so the goal from here on out the rest of the week is to get our legs back under us. We still have to practice tomorrow morning, and we still have to go through everything because it's our first game. But once we go through that, then the goal is to get our legs up under us and and make sure we got fresh legs for Thursday night. Because certainly, you know, if we don't have fresh legs, that's going to make us a little bit slower. And I can go out on a limb and tell you that Sam Houston is already faster than us, (laughs) right? I mean, there's no doubt that they're faster than us. So we're going to have to be as fast as we can be. So, it's
0: going to be a fun one, and, yeah. I, and I, am, I am very looking forward to it. Um, we'll have Coach Chad Center on the same show here, I think, tomorrow. So, awesome. Uh, we'll get to hear about Harper football, but That'd be great. thanks for chatting with me.
1: And You uh, bet. If, if you don't mind, I'll give a shout-out to uh, uh, um, our Coffee with Coach. We're going on our our 10th year of doing Coffee with Coach. We're going to do that at Barefoot. Um, I invited you already. Um, we do that on TexasRadio.net and Billy's Live, um, so you can watch it on, online or you can listen to it online. Um, and We'd love for fans to come and and join us it starts at 10 o'clock at barefoot on main they've 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 taken over the building next door so they're they've configured their building a little bit different so i'm not sure if it's going to be in the back or in the front or where they're going to have us but um, we're doing that on game day that'll be every week on game day and it'll be similar to this podcast where we'll um their their narrator jd rose will talk about the different questions about, you know, the season and that kind of stuff. So it'll be a rehash for people who've been listening to this, but certainly we want people to come and and enjoy that deal and and that's for parents and we appreciate barefoot for, you know, putting that on again. So Well,
0: and Billy's Live does a great job and Paige and we're, they we're, do. we're friends with Paige and um, they all do a great job. So I'm sure that'll be another great show and hey, the, the more the, the more that we can get yeah. you on the radio and just get these kids talked about and get that exposure out there the better and um the, I'm looking forward to tuning in. Well,
1: that's certainly You know, one of my main roles is to to brag about our kids because we've got such great kids. Um, The other thing, you know, I can't brag enough about Paige. You know, last year with the pandemic and limited seating in the games and stuff like that, um, you know, there were people all over the world that got to watch our games last year. You know, my best friend from high school lives in Okinawa, Japan, and uh, he watched every one of our games last year. That's pretty cool. Or or as many as he could, you know, at the time. He he certainly didn't probably watch them live, but he was able to see them, you know, after the fact and that kind of thing. So it's pretty cool that our fans that live all over the world world can can watch us play so and they did a great job so many people complimented I I, people don't remember this but our first game last year was on Thursday night against Monahans and it was one of the first games in the United States of America when the pandemic had happened right Mm -hmm. and nobody knew that we were coming back and so it felt like a huge responsibility for us to do really good that night and we did and I couldn't be more proud of our kids for what they did that night but talk about Paige so many people contacted me after the fact and said, Man, that broadcast was amazing. That was an amazing broadcast. Boy, they did a great job with the broadcast. Yeah, it's high and, quality. And, yeah, and a coach, coach coach King and Coach Kamen do the do the color and the and the play by play. So, you know, they know the kids and they know me and they know our coaches and so they add pieces to it that just make it interesting to our yeah. fans so encourage people to tune in if they can't come to the game this year we want everybody to come to the game and we want people to tune in you know the sanctity of friday night football is being in the stands absolutely and, uh, and enjoying the concession stands and the band and the drill team and everybody so hopefully people will join us and we'll get after it well and then this year of course before we
0: before we send it and then add in we're also adding post-game interviews this year with billy's live so we're teaming up with billy's live awesome. i don't know if page has told you about this but we'll be uh doing player interviews and talking with you post game I'll awesome. be doing that through Billy's live so we get to team awesome. up with them a little
1: bit but Awesome be that'll a be lot great. Of fun, so. That'll be great. That'll be super. Anyway so. coach
0: thanks for chatting with me. You bet. I'll see you at Alamo Stadium on Thursday. Yes sir. Thank thanks. you. All.